Hi, this is Scott Burns. <laughs> and this is Tony Burns, and together we are Loving America. Coming to you from the crooked little house in Deadwood, South Dakota. <laughs> and we've just made something of a something of a regional sports discovery. discovery. We found out that there is a bison, South Dakota. And Bison South Dakota High School apparently has a wrestling team. Yes. Would you please, before we go any farther, tell them that headline? Because being from South Dakota, I read it way different than than it was intended. Yes. Well, apparently um, Lyman, South Dakota, hosts the annual big wrestling shindig. Okay. And it's called the, what are they called? The the Mid-Dakota Monster. is the name of the wrestling meet. Uh-huh. And apparently the wrestling team from Bison mm-hmm. is supposed to go out to the big wrestling meet. Yes. And so in the Rapid City Journal, they decided to run a headline that says, Bison wrestlers will head to Mid-Dakota Monster. <laughs> and being from South Dakota, I thought it was people wrestling bisons. <laughs> So, of course, that had us go, well, where the heck are the bison wrestlers from? Uh Uh-huh. They're from Bison, South Dakota. Well, they'd have to be. Yeah, except for some... People people know stuff about bison around here, like (laughs) you don't stand next to them to take a selfie. Yeah, yeah. People from around here know that. Yes. We actually actually have to put signs up next to the road that say, Mm -hmm. Buffalo are dangerous. (laughs) Do Do not not approach. But so I was, I, I, I had to look them up because I wanted to know where the bison wrestling wrestlers were from. Uh-huh. Apparently they come from Bison, South Dakota. Uh-huh. So I thought, oh, very cool. Let's go check these guys out and see what their mascot is, which I assumed would be a, a buffalo or bison. a bison, a, some beefy animal. Yeah, it's a cardinal. Tweet, a tweet. Cardinal? <laughs> do, we, do we even have cardinals up here? I don't think I don't think I've do. ever seen a cardinal here. <laughs> Well, apparently we do, and they're on the Bison wrestlers. Oh my God! And so, we and 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 to, if anybody from Bison, South Dakota, is listening, we're really not laughing at you. We're laughing because was, this is just funny. It was just the headline. <laughs> it seemed to be the week for Buffalo headlines. Yes, indeed. So I thought, well, I'll check the Pioneer and see what's what's going on. And mm-hmm. sure enough, another another Buffalo headline, which was in. Who could resist a story that says, right? Do thick hides protect bison from fires that sounds like a really cool scientific kind of story that i want to know more about ton and a half of belligerent roast beef on the hoof (laughs) (laughs) sour disposition in their young in tow and and aside from all those superpowers they're going to be fireproof too (laughs) we're in trouble so So what did you find out well i had to know do thick hides make Buffalo. Yes, fireproof. <laughs> yes, fireproof. And so, so I clicked on the story, which has been archived now. It's at the bottom of the Pioneers page, and it's a 24-second video of buffalo standing on burnt ground. There's no what? report. There's no reportage. <laughs> there's no text. There's no music. There's buffalo doing that you know, buffalo noises Buffalo's that they snorfing. do. Yeah, and uh, standing on burnt ground. So apparently, the answer is we still don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> So, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> that's probably so that's enough. the headlines. That's the headlines. The buffalo are dangerous. dangerous and, do not approach. And possibly fireproof. And possibly fire. So don't approach with with a lit you, flame. You can't banish them with fire. <laughs> <laughs> 
so we're going to go about our merry way okay. of uh, exploring the rest of the news in Deadwood for you on the um, upcoming shows. But for this one, we have several things on the features for you. We have an interview that we conducted with with a lovely, very colorful couple. Very colorful couple. On the streets of Woodstock, New York. Yes. Yes, that Woodstock. That Woodstock. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's one of the few times I ever I ever have come across where the, where the terms Mud Man and Shrek were actual <laughs> true terms of endearment. <laughs> Shrek could be seen as spiritual from yeah, a certain perspective. Yeah, so. so. We have a love and history story coming up for you from the land of heavy metal over the rainbow, which we will continue more of on the other side of this break with more from Love in America. the Hudson River Valley. Yes. Up from Poughkeepsie yep. and into the Woodstock area, mm-hmm. which is the area of New York we'd not been to before. And yes, it's that Woodstock. It is that Woodstock. <laughs> yes, indeed. Wonderful <laughs> collection of just about every different kind of free-range hippie business you can Absolutely. possibly have in Woodstock. And we uh, spent some time at the Buddhist monastery up yep. on the hill and got which some interviews from that, which will be in a subsequent uh, show. Yep. We stopped at the library. Uh-huh. <laughs> which was closed um but we stopped at the i can't remember oh i think it's we were looking to park but a guy in a what was it like a convertible a sports car or something there was a pretty young lady sitting next to him and uh-huh. this guy was our age and he had some sort of sports car oh that's why midlife, midlife crisis, crisis mobile <laughs> that's why i remembered the car pulled, pulled up next to us with his and he had i think he had either jersey or new york plates yep. on and yep. looked at the plates on the back of the bikes and looked at us and <laughs> And he said, and he looked at Tony and says, South Dakota, would y'all take a wrong turn somewhere? Pretty funny. No, we took all the right turns yep. to, to get to this Woodstock. This is exactly where we had planned to be. And as we're walking down the street in between tofu restaurants yep. and free range veterinary care. and The classic tie-dyed banners and you know and flutes two of, and, and two of the tie-dyes that we walked by yes. were, were wrapped around yes rico and cinderella <laughs> so rico had a, a background in amateur boxing and is is an all-american guy yes he is and indeed. cinderella is actually from puerto rico puerto rico yep and she's just striking um but they but they're both an older couple i would say they were easily in their mid 50s ish mm-hmm. and i wouldn't have guessed that except for the white hair in Cinderella's beautiful well, curly hair. Not from Rico. <laughs> not from Rico. Rico had some sort of, um, it, it's an actual disorder mm-hmm. where he can't grow hair. Right. He's been bald his whole life. He's been bald his entire life. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I keep thinking about Cinderella but, talking about, about her mud man. I like, this is my mud man. He's made out of mud. I made him. For me, like I was, when I was a little girl, I made him in my hair. You know, I made him, he was dark skin, I was in Puerto Rico, and I just wanted this bald guy to catch me, dark skin, mud color, and that's when I saw him, I was like, oh my God, that's him, you know, like, that's my mud man. That's what she told her, her friend that, that day that she first saw me, and then, and then, uh, she said, you don't uh, even know what she's right. you don't even know what he looks like. And I was like, he could look like Shrek. I know. I was mad. Yeah. And then I turned then around, turn around and, and I, I was said, Shrek. Shrek! Oh my God! It was like, yes! <laughs> That's my Shrek. 
they they're not really in control kind of people (laughs) (laughs) which well they tend to let things be free right kind of happen as they happen and and that was reflected in the way that they answered our question on whether or not they believed love is a choice yes do you think love is a choice or do you think it happens outside of your will yes it happens outside yeah you can't No, 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 but that heart is telling you, feed me. Like, feed me, Seymour. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to also make one mention, because Uh uh, of the other questions that we ask, one of the the ones that is usually the lighthearted question is about the best love song. What do you think is the greatest love song ever written? And I think this was Rico's response was the only time this tune's ever come up. Ever. Ben. Michael Jackson, Ben, from the movie Ben. (laughs) That was a love thing. He loved it, that rat. But the song itself, you know, if you take the rat out of it, and, you know, it's it's a beautiful love song. (laughs) But the last thing that she said that I really liked was the way that she did describe um, life after death, when love continues on. You get to meet everybody that you love. We all one. Even when we're alive, we can feel them. I mean, we feel the smell, there's a memory, there's all of a sudden a song and the name comes out. I know there's no dead, you know, that's here. If you know that someone you love is around you because you can feel the smell. And I thought, oh, that is such... It's such a unique and different way of looking at that. Whereas Rico had a little more (laughs) concrete idea of some of the dynamics that might be involved in the afterlife of love. I mean, I like to think that because, you know, I lost a few uh, family members in the last couple of years. So I'm hoping that they reunited out there and stuff like that. So in terms of love, hopefully that's the way it goes. Uh, With the one that I guess that you found true love with here. Yeah. See, I don't think you want to bump into your exes up there and stuff like that. <laughs> you have a lot of hell to pay there. <laughs> Luckily, Cinderella's totally understanding. Yes, those. she is. She is. And she laughs a lot. Yep. Every time he says stuff, she's just laughing. She's just burning with that tr- twin flame, baby. <laughs> with that twin flame, <laughs> so, baby. So it was a, gr- it was a wonderful experience to have yes. a few minutes to spend with Rico and Cinderella on the streets of Woodstock, New York. Yep. And if you get a chance to go through Woodstock and you see a, a late middle-aged... Very colorful. Tie-dye Shrek. Yep, with a beautiful princess on his at his side. You'll you'll say hi to Rico and Cinderella for us. <laughs> so that's a little love from uh, Woodstock, New York. And next, we're gonna get a love from the other side of the country. Groovy baby. <laughs> If you're loving what you're hearing on Love in America, nearly as much as Love in America is hearing that you're loving what you're hearing on Love in America, keep in mind that you're hearing the edited versions of our full-length podcasts. If you'd like to hear the full story, including features like Love and the Dogs, news from around America, interviews with love songwriters, and the carefree banter that happens in between all this free-for-all, become a patron. You can find information on that at our website, www.loveinamerica.com. US.
Did you have a favorite album? Did I have a favorite? What was the one you wore out? What was the one you wore out? Come on. (laughs) Really? Uh, Really. Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Nice. Remember remember when we used to have actual speakers Uh and not just these (laughs) little tiny things you put in your ear? I remember that. The best thing about that album is you put one speaker on one side, you lay on the floor, put Uh one speaker on one side and one speaker on the other, and you could hear the helicopter Uh go through your head. I was going to say, the helicopter (laughs) has to be on there. For me, for me, it was I had several, but one of them was uh, Blackmore's Rainbow. Right. The album, the second album called Rainbow Rising. Yep. Richie Blackmore has a, a pretty interesting relationship. For those of you that don't know, um, okay. a quick background on Richie Blackmore. He's raised in Middlesex, England, in uh, the 1950s. Uh huh. And he took the to the guitar super early. He had that classic sort of foreigner jukebox hero story uh-huh. where, you know, 11 years old, he sees the guitar, absolutely must have it, fell in love with it, became really good at it. That's awesome. Took classical training. Um, in part, it was a very conscious decision because he was such a poor student in school and he hated <laughs> school that he just, he wanted he all of his, to... he wanted all of his teachers to one day look at him and say, you know, he doesn't know much, but he sure can play guitar. <laughs> And his dad kind of knew this about him because his dad paid for the first guitar, but threatened to beat him with it if he didn't learn how to play it properly. (laughs) That's some incentive. Yeah, it was some incentive. But fortunately, music came pretty naturally to Richie Blackmore. Um, Long-term happiness in his relationships was a little more elusive. Love Mm -hmm. was not something that came easily to him. Because Blackmore is a very complex fellow. He thrives on friction and conflict. Uh. And he loves to be contrary for the sake of it. He just likes to get under people's skin. It's sort of a hobby. So because of that, he's not really the kind of fella you might think of when you yeah. think, you know, the, the prince of a happily ever after story. Yeah. Kind of a dark prince, I a guess. A dark prince, <laughs> the yeah. The dark prince of love. <laughs> <laughs> so, during, of course, Richie Blackmore was uh, one of the founders and the longtime guitarist with the band Deep Purple. Right. But during his Deep Purple and Rainbow days, he had three wives... Several Holy. several steady girlfriends, none of which interfered with his dallying with ladies while he was on tour. Oh, yeah. Um, something that he frequently liked to sort of boast about with people, which oh, did not endear him to other women. No, no. <laughs> For tax reasons, mm-hmm. Blackmore ended up moving to the USA in 1974, lived in Oxnard, California with an opera singer named Shoshana Feinstein. During his <laughs> relationship with um, Feinstein is when he started listening to this massive collection that he's accumulated of European classical and Renaissance music. (laughs) After several affairs through all that, Mm -hmm. he finally married Amy Rothman in 1978, tried again, moved to Connecticut from 81 to 83. Following that divorce, (laughs) he had multiple (laughs) relations. Um, Okay, so you're you're mentioning all these girlfriends and wives, and uh there's going to be a love story here somewhere, right? But we have to establish who we're talking about here. Blackmore is a very heavy drinker. He always has been. Um, Unlike a lot of people in the rock music business over the years especially in the 70s and 80s he never did drugs he was never a drug user he drank a lot and he dallied with the ladies right so now we have shades of ted nugent (laughs) (laughs) and shades of jimmy page because blackmore also became super enamored uh interested in spiritualism and would often conduct seances in his hotel rooms wow and it's that interest in the paranormal and they kind of set him up to bond with candace lauren 
Okay. Who is probably the least likely person in the world to end up with Richie Blackmore. He, um, Candace Lauren was born on Long Island in 1971. So she was born at, you know, pretty much in the heyday of, of Deep Purple. Right. Um, she started what looked like a very Metro girl sort of path in life. She right. had piano lessons at eight, modeling at 12. Okay. She went to New York Institute of Technology and studied communications. Okay. Looked like she was going to be upstate New York. Yeah. You know, the, that track looked Long Island. fairly well. Long Island. Yeah. Long Island. <laughs> so because of her university work mm-hmm. and her modeling work and the connections that she'd had, she eventually hosted her own radio talk show on oh. a rock music station in Long Island. That's where she met Richie Blackmore because he also has been a lifelong soccer player. He's apparently pretty good. Wow. And he liked Deep Purple when they would come into a new town and be running promotions to challenge the local radio stations to a soccer match. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. And then he'd call up everybody that he knew and bring in as many professional soccer players as he could. (laughs) Ringers. Uh (laughs) Professional uh semi-pro soccer players. Are we back to getting under people's skin? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. So after the Uh radio station had their tails handed to Uh them by Richie Blackmore's hand-picked soccer team, Uh um, Candace Lauren was a huge Rainbow fan. So she asked Blackmore um, for an autograph afterward. He signed an autograph for me and he looked up at me and he said, in that very classic English accent that I'm sure you're familiar with, "Um, you're a very beautiful girl. And I went, oh, that's nice. And that would have been my Richie Blackmore story, that he said I was beautiful. And that was enough at that point. And I said thank you, and I walked off the field. And he sent his roadies through the crowd to find out who I was and asked me to meet him at a pub later. Which was a little unusual request, because at that time, she was 18, and he was 44. Uh, But he didn't really have only ulterior motive in mind. When they actually had a chance to meet at the pub after, I love when you said he didn't only only have... Because as they started to talk, mm-hmm. they found out that they they shared, while their personalities are radically different, Very they much. shared interests in ghosts and music and travel, history, philosophy. Ah. Um, they gradually became friends, even though they were such different people. And you know, being comfortable with your mate, especially when they're really different from you, yes. and understanding those kinds of things, <laughs> is really key to making a good relationship work. I've seen pictures of me at five, and I remember distinctly my mother saying, smile for the cameraman, and I'm going, no. He often says that he's never really happy, but to get content is yeah. more what he's in search of. So happiness is fun. He thinks it's fleeting, so he doesn't do, the, he doesn't do happy. As we, the rest of us know it. They lived together from 1991. They moved to Long Island. Long, Long Island. Island. <laughs> her, her stomping grounds in 93. And after having been engaged for nearly 15 years, wow. they finally married in 2008. Oh, my and gosh. Af- afterward, Candace Knight, Can- formerly Candace Lauren, uh-huh. said, he's making me younger and I'm aging him rapidly. <laughs> But not too rapidly because they had a daughter in 2010. Oh. Her name's Autumn, and they named an album that year um, Autumn Sky for her. Okay. And the last album that they did, um, oh, they also have a son, Rory, who's seven years old. Um, and the last album they came out with had a lullaby, and I'll play you just a clip on it, that, oh. that actually was written by Autumn when she was sitting in a rocking chair in her room trying to put her doll to sleep. And Candace found her and recorded what it was that she was oh. that she was saying, and that turned into a song called Lullaby in the Night. In the night, close your eyes. 
Despite her nearly total inexperience as being a professional lead singer, Blackmore asked her to become his musical partner. Oh my gosh! And you know, coming, did, coming from a person like that, well, because he had, she shared some of her poetry, right? Um, and through their conversations, he found out what her shared interests, what her abilities were, um, what her aspirations were. Mm -hmm. She ended up providing backing vocals on the 1993 Deep Purple European tour oh at my his gosh. behest. Um, and then in 1995, he started writing music with Rainbow again, and they were having a hard time coming up with lyrics. Okay. So he would call her on the phone oh and, you know, la da through the melodies and stuff, and she would write, he'd play the backing tracks, and she'd arrange lyrics and send stuff, and eventually she ended up going to the studio and singing on four of the songs. Oh my goodness. Writing the lyrics for him. And then as the band was recording the instrument tracks, Richie and Candace would be sitting with acoustic guitar in front of the fireplace, mm -hmm. playing these songs and ended up writing the fir their first song together. It was called Shadows at the Moon mm -hmm. and ended up as the title track for their first album because as they were working on all this other music, they were writing stuff together and people kept hearing it and going, wow, you guys should really go out and play. Right. But it was all Renaissance style, right. medieval sort of, if you think of clanted. Right, um, Renaissance. Uh, yeah, so Blackmore, even being this complex, difficult, uh -huh. contrary person, he fell in love with her talent and her creativity oh. first. That <laughs> really speaks to a profound devotion from him that he mm -hmm. didn't have in any of these other relationships. Right. Now now they've been together for almost 20 years. They play their music together in castles. Oh, I love all over the world. that. Um, being much more musically adept than her, but not primarily a songwriter, uh -huh. she gave him the sort of passionate creativity that he needed to be able to build on. Right. And his creative and performance chops gave her the ability to flourish as a songwriter, which is that something is so she cool. wouldn't have had before. Um, Very each cool. one of them plays, you know, Richie Blackmore plays Hurdy Gurdy. No? Yeah. <laughs> and lute and all these different different really? medieval instruments. Unfortunately, it's really common for people to put others in a box. Right. You know, and, and you we want the people to meet our expectations. And Richie Blackmore, being the guitar god and the, the mastermind behind Rainbow and Deep right. Purple, right. had this huge audience following that when he stopped working primarily in rock and roll, right. blamed her. But I think he's kind of getting tired of being asked about it, right. um, about no longer working in, in rock music any longer, because <laughs> this is what he had to say about it recently. Do you know Yoko Ono? Right. She said to me, you have to play Renaissance music. Really? I said, but I don't want to. She said, hey, I split up the Beatles. I'm going to split up Deep Purple. No, so it's a wonderful thing to be able to connect with these organic nature things. We're very into nature. We wander a lot in the woods, and we talk to trees, especially if I've been drinking. And um, drinking is kind of important to the whole issue. Blackmore was most heavily criticized recently because Deep Purple finally made it into the Rock, oh, rock and Roll, rock Hall, and roll of Fame, Hall of Fame, which yep. he did not attend. He did not go. Oh. Um, he and Ian Gillan, the singer, have had creative differences, oh, okay. which is the term used in the music yeah, business for can't, can't, can't work get and play along. well with others. 
but I totally respect the sense of the sense of self it takes to burn those ships and move forward right. with the kind of musical direction that he wanted to take. Right. He was done. Blackmore just wants to stay on the new roads. Yep. Didn't see any reason to go back while there was still room to move forward. So. Well, that that was kind of new roads was also his relationship thing. I'm, right. I'm glad he likes the road he's on. <laughs> So just like uh, Blackmore had done with Candace's talent, Candace has supported every, all of Richie Blackmore's creative decisions. Um, and for those of you that can't stand the thought of Rainbow never performing anymore, <laughs> they're actually doing six dates in Europe this year. <laughs> so he hasn't abandoned him entirely. Okay. Now, Candace loves talking about Richie and their bond and their marriage. And when <laughs> she was asked on a, a recent interview what she remembers from the day that they met. Oh. And that was over the soccer game. And, yes. And how he sort of, oh, broke the ice in the car after the game. He was mm -hmm. taking off his soccer cleats. Oh, my God. And his dirty, mud-filled, sweaty soccer socks, and he balled one up and threw it right in my face. <laughs> That's the way to get a go. And I didn't it worry works. about my nails after that anymore because I thought this is ridiculous. And <laughs> Charming. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that would have made me go. Yep, he's a keeper. <laughs> yep. That's. It's funny though because it's not the thing that he remembers most about when they met. So you can actually drink all these whiskeys. I couldn't figure it out. Be in Huntington, Long Island. I'd be drinking whiskeys, and she'd be drinking. I go, that's a fifth whiskey, and she's still sober. But I think when I was going to the bathroom, she was. Is that what that. impressed you about me? After yeah, I impressed. That, really? that was. And you still remain sober, and I'm like, that's weird. And you thought, I'm in love. That's right. Yeah, it's really kind of difficult to get a simple answer from Blackmore about his life and the relationship because uh -huh. he really does thrive on that that conflict, being yes. contrary, getting under your skin. Yep. I found an interview <laughs> with uh, on Croatian TV, and Richie actually swiped the mic from the interviewer and started asking Candace his own questions. Oh my gosh! <laughs> One of which ended with a really funny insight about why she says she actually married him. <laughs> I heard that Richie does a lot of cleaning around the house with a Hoover. He absolutely does. Richie's other obsession is to vacuum. Yes, so that's the, am I ruining your image by saying that? Do you just, you had to get that out there, right? You wanted to come out of the closet about the Hoovering? Okay. That's actually why I married him. That's the real reason. It wasn't the guitar and it wasn't the rest of it. It was, it was because he vacuums the house obsessively. And then turning the interviewer around oh on the reporter, gosh. he had to start interviewing the reporter. And I have to say, he got this one right. What about your dog? I don't have a dog. Oh, you should get a dog. I will get a dog. I promise I will get a dog. Because okay. okay. it is all about You're the right. dogs. <laughs> he has a partner who compliments him and brings out his better side, yep. which is good. because he, he needs that. <laughs> kind, of, kind of has a black side there. Candace, Candace has a devoted champion, the freedom to create, and their love carries on through their music. And the two of them now have the freedom to focus on their other loves, which are animal charities. Nice. And raising two very fortunate kids. Yes, indeed, <laughs> so, indeed. So if you would like to see the entire Richie Blackmore story, there's a really good two-hour video, which is oddly enough called The Richie Blackmore Story. Oh. Imagine and that. We're going to link that Where's on the that site. Where's that creativity? <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to we're going to take a quick break. Thank you for following Love in America. 
If you'd like to follow us even deeper down this rabbit hole, <laughs> you can keep up with us. Of course, our patrons get all the extra goodies. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on Facebook. Both as a group and a page. Like our page. Our Twitter handle is Scott and Tony. Follow us on the YouTube, YouTube. channel. Don't forget about like the YouTube channel. Like our YouTube channel. channel. Subscribe and you'll get all the visual updates to what we're doing. Or you can find all this stuff on our website. www.loveinamerica.us <laughs> It's like we knew what we were doing. Yeah. And speaking of time. What a timely story. Oh, that was good. And I think our time's just about up. You're, you're talking about for the show, not... Oh, yeah. No, not ours. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> All I had left in this mortal coil was 29 minutes. Wait a minute. I'm not even done editing yet. Wow, we took off from fireproof buffalo uh-huh. and threw a whole bunch of stuff. A whole there. bunch of stuff. <laughs> a whole herd of stuff. A whole. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> so, uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Com- I know I did. <laughs> Coming to you from the crooked little house in Deadwood, <laughs> South Dakota. And we look forward to seeing you again on the next episode of Love, Love in America. America.